This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again here at the First Baptist Church of Algiers. This is Pastor Albert Pendarver speaking, the old Trailblazer. Yes, the old Trailblazer riding out on old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And many of you folks have heard the old Trailblazer now for many months, even years. And I wonder if you uh, listen. I wonder if you're blessed by the message. Or I wonder if you sit up and, and criticize the old Trailblazer, thinking he's an old crackpot. Well, he's not. No, I'm not an old crackpot. I'm bringing you, thus saith the Lord, time after time. And I praise the Lord for the opportunity to be there in your home. Some of you have written me. Some of you have helped support the broadcast. But I'm asking you for a little favor at this time. The old Trailblazers attempting to make a little survey of who's listening. We have Trailblazer broadcast all up and down the East Coast up there in Cincinnati, Ohio, Little Rock, Arkansas, and all up in there, West Virginia, Huntington, West Virginia, Hampton, Virginia, in uh, Alabama and South and North Carolina, all up there in Georgia. I'm asking you folks for a favor. Would you sit down and write me and let me know what station you're hearing me on? Just tell me what station you're hearing me on. And then, if you will, send me a, a photograph, a snapshot of your family that I can put up here on my bulletin board, let folks know where folks are listening. Say, this is that family up there in Huntsville, Alabama. They listen. This is that family up there in Cincinnati. This is that old trucker up there in, uh, on the I-70. And we point them out to folks who ask, who is this fellow? And if you would, if you'll do that, let me know what station you're listening listening to and send me a picture of your family and ask me. I'll send you a 5 by 7 photo, color photo of the old trailblazer. You may not want it. If you don't, don't ask for it. But if you would, I'd be glad to send it to you. Folks write me and they say, I saw you, Pastor. You don't sound anything like you look. Well, that's that's one of those things that happened, isn't it? But if you would, I'll be glad to do it. <coughs> Excuse me. So remember, my mailing address is the old Trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Forget to do that for me. I, I'm going to mention it again in the next broadcast or two. We've just gone on some new stations, and and folks have we're not hearing from some of our stations like out there in in Kansas and Nebraska, and some of those stations we're going to take them off the air if you don't write me. But if you write me, you just say, "Well, I'm just one lone soul out here, and I hear you." You write me. I won't take it off that station. But I have other stations would love to have this broadcast. So if you would, write me let me know. We're bringing you the study, continuing now on the Antichrist Bible, the RSV Bible, Revised Standard Version Bible, all of the errors and the perversions that it contains. And we've been going fairly slow. In our last study, we were looking at uh, the word Jehovah and what it means uh, in, in the Old Testament. So we came down there, we looked at where Abraham and Isaac had gone on the mountain to be uh, Isaac to be uh, offered as a as an as an offering, and the Lord provided the ram. We got the word there, Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. We see here that God shows that Christ is a lamb provided for the deliverance of Isaac through the provision of a substitute. I mentioned in our last study about our sub, the substitutionary death of our blessed Lord. That's the only way a sinner ever gets saved, is by substitution, my friend. Oh, that ram there on the altar. That was a real happening, my friend. That wasn't fantasy. That's not a make-believe, no. That ram there, Isaac, was bound on the altar, and the ram took his place as a substitute. Did you know the Lord Jesus Christ hung on the cross as my substitute, as your substitute? If you'd come to him, he became the scapegoat 
for sinners. You remember about the scapegoat there when the children were in the wilderness and they, the high priest would take a scapegoat and uh, lay his hands upon his head of the scapegoat and uh, confess all the sins of the people. And a fit man, the Bible says a fit man. Yes, our Lord was a fit man, wasn't he? And the fit man would take that scapegoat way off into the wilderness to where there was no chance of him ever coming back. But then we see, or we saw Isaac on the altar as a type of the sinner under judgment. And we see the lamb as a substitute. When we lift up our eyes, we see the lamb of God on the altar cross under the judgment of God as a sinner substitute. No wonder John the Baptist cried out one day when he saw Jehovah Jesus come walking down the banks of the old Jordan River. The apostle John, or rather the John the Baptist, cried out, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. I wish every awakened sinner who's under the ju- who is under the judgment of a sin-avenging God, who feels the keen edge of the sword of justice, who has felt and has known that you're a sinner, would you look to Christ? Would you look to your substitute? That's the only way of salvation, my friend. The old trailblazer gets awful worked up sometimes because I see folks who won't come to Christ. Here is Christ, the Lamb of God, our substitute for sin. Folks won't have him. I know why. Because you love the present evil world. But listen, my friend, that doesn't take away that there's a lamb. There's a lamb. There's an offering. There's a substitute who died. Do you see that when you when we relegate the name Jehovah, as they have done in this Revised Standard Version, when they have relegated that to the woodpile of superstition, you have no substitute. No, you have no, no, no substitute left for a sinner. Isn't it tragical indeed for a person to be so spiritually blinded that he'll throw out the garbage heap, throw out to the garbage heap, the greatest treasure of the universe and the greatest treasure of all the universe is the grace of God in providing a substitute for sinners. Now, my friend, these modern scholars, these modernistic scholars have thrown away, have thrown away the greatest blessing that you and I. So therefore, they leave poor old man a poor old sinner without a redeemer. Let's notice again a second compound title of Jehovah set forth there in the Old Old Testament. That is Jehovah Rophika. Rophika is found there in Ephesians fifteen twenty six. It means Jehovah the healer or Jehovah that healeth thee. Here we see Jehovah Jesus as a great healer, the one who heals and restores the sinner. Christ is set forth here as a great physician. Jehovah Rophika is Christ the healer of the New Testament. The physical healings of Christ were merely incidental. They were his credentials. But his healing of the souls of men was his great objective. By his stripes we are healed, according to Isaiah 53, 5. When a poor lost sinner's heart has been opened by the Holy Spirit through the word and been laid bare, cut to pieces, wounded unto death, when he's been resurrected to life in Christ, that individual knows the healing power of the great physician. I know what the modernists have done. I know what folks have done. They've gone to seed on faith healing with all of those things. That's nothing but demon possession, my friend. But the individual who has been brought to the water of life, to the well of salvation, to him, God, is God Jehovah Rophika, the great physician. And he never gets over praising the Lord. 
Oh, listen, for restoring him. I don't know. I know, my friend, how God, how, how Satan had bruised and beaten the average individual coming to Christ. But the Holy Spirit opens that heart and gives that broken heart, gives him a broken heart like he did the old trailblazer one day. How but the marvel of God's grace was when Christ, the great physician, healed and saved this poor old sinner by his resurrection power and gave me full salvation, my friend, in Christ Jesus my Lord. Now, I run into all sorts of folks, some who proclaim saved today and lost tomorrow, some who claim we never saved till we enter in the holy, this is the, the pearly gates and all of those things. But let me tell you something this morning, my friend. When the Lord saves a sinner like he did the old trailblazer, my sins are gone. We sing that gracious song here in our choir. My sins are gone. I wish you'd write me and I'll send you the words to it. My sins are gone. And I tell my folks here in my audience, in my congregation, almost on a weekly basis, but the, the, the pastor here, Pastor Pendarvis, Pastor Trailblazer, not one sin registered against me in heaven. Not one past sin, not one future sin, not one present sin, my friend. No, sir. The Lord Jesus Christ wrote my name in the, in the palms of his hand in the book of life. And listen, he never erases one of them out. Oh, no, my friend. No, my friend. Listen, our Lord is our great provider. Yes, he is. He is. Oh, listen, my friend. As, as Moses lifted up that rod and held it up as a banner over the children of Israel, which is an emblem of victory, typifies Jehovah's power. Moses saw Jehovah as his banner. He said, Jehovah, my banner. Now, listen. In the sixth chapter of Ephesians, the believer is instructed to put on the whole armor of God. If you study that armor, you will find it up, find that it's all summed up in Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah my banner. So in Jehovah Jesus is our strength, our victory, our triumph. My friend, may I ask you once again, do you know him as your Lord and as your Savior? I don't, don't throw that over your shoulder. Don't get up and slam the door and go outside and cuss and cuss the old trailblazer. No. Just ask the Lord. Lord, uh, show me my heart. Two prayers you can pray. Awaken sinner, you want to know the Lord? Two prayers you can pray. Lord, show me my heart. Lord, show me my heart. Show me my heart. Pray that prayer day in and day out. And then, Lord, show me Christ. Show me Christ. If you haven't done it lately, go there and get your Bible and take the, the Gospel of John and read it and reread it and reread it and cry out unto the Lord, Lord, show me my heart. Lord, show me my heart. I could come here and, and quote all the scriptures or read all the scriptures that shows you that man is totally depraved and all of those things found there in Romans and many other places, but I don't want to do that. I want you to look to the Lord. Our Lord is a sin-forgiving God. He forgives sin. He washes away sin, my friend. He washes away. You don't you can't clean yourself up. You can't you can't you can't pray yourself out. You can't get all of the so called saints of heaven to pray for you and cleanse you. You can't go down to the laver there and wash your sins away. You can't do that. There's only one thing that will wash your sins away, and that's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you come to him as a poor old sinner begging for mercy. My friend, just like the old thief there on the cross, he said, Lord, that's repentance. You know what repentance is? John the Baptist said, except ye repent. Repent. Christ said, 
except ye repent. You know what repentance is? Taking the blame. I have folks here in my ministry under my preaching who will not take the blame. They're to blame. You say, what are they to blame for, Pastor? They're to blame for being a sinner. You chose to sin. You choose to sin every morning when you get up. That's right. That's right. You choose to sin. The Lord's not to blame for your sin. Don't blame the Lord for your sin. Don't blame your wife. Don't blame your husband. Don't blame anybody. Blame yourself. Take that blame. Lord, I'm just blamed. Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I can't save myself. Lord, I, I see that I'm, I'm, I'm on, on the road to hell, and that justly. Oh, you don't hear much of that, do you? No, not with these little silk handkerchief preachers that we have now. They're afraid of some petticoat in the church. They're afraid of the old deacon over there on the amen corner. They're afraid of the piano player whom they've been catting around with at night and get be exposed. No, so they come here with a little soft soap. Oh, just trust Jesus and live the best you can. We know, we know that man can't live perfectly, but you can live for Jesus. No, my friend, you can't do no such a thing. Salvation is being washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is a deliverance, a deliverance from sin. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Would you sit down and write the old trailblazer and just tell me you're hearing the message? Tell me what station you're hearing me over. If you do that, I appreciate it. I'd appreciate it greatly. And I'd appreciate it more if you'd help me with the broadcast. Send me a dollar or five or a hundred. Say, old trailblazer, I don't agree with everything you say, but I believe you believe it. And that's what matters. And I believe that you know that you're preaching the truth. And I want to help you with the broadcast. Folks are doing that all over the country. If you would, pray for me. Write me and tell me you're praying for me. Remember, my mailing address is the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana 70785. Till next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.